Welcome to Business Mentorship, Keeping It Real. My name's Trish Tonai, founder and host for the series, where we feature entrepreneurs and enterprise leaders who participate in ShareYourStories.online. Today, I'd like to introduce you to Jackie Porter, who is an award-winning certified financial planner, best-selling author, and featured speaker, who has helped thousands of clients grow their network and keep more of their cash in their pocket. Jackie joins us today from Toronto, Ontario. Welcome. Hello, Facebook Live community. Yes, you know what's really awesome is when I was reading your story this morning, the thing that really resonated with me is how you've become an advocate for small and medium-sized businesses working with those entrepreneurs. So how did you come about working with that demographic? You know, it kind of goes back to my early days. I mean, I've been... I've been in um, business for a long time. And in, in terms of that, what I mean by that is that I had started off my career in of all things telemarketing. <laughs> and that actually is a great, a great um, ground groundwork for getting into business and getting into sales and having confident conversations around, you know, sales, because what all entrepreneurs should realize, no matter what you do, you're always in sales. You really are. Sales yeah. is a very important conversation that you need to get comfortable with. So because I've been doing it since I was like 13, like selling, selling, uh, I hate to say like photographs, family pictures and things like that. And then I started working at Bell um, selling, you know, telecom packages. And then I started working with the small business market at Bell. And then I got transitioned because Bell was going through a transition when I started working with them, where they went from being anybody remember, and I'm dating myself here. Ma Bell. <laughs> they used oh, to be wow. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. And, and then they had to deal with competition, like all right. small businesses and businesses in general have to deal with competition. So I went through a transition there and it was a very, um, it was really a huge learning period for me because I had just come out of university and I was like the young um, idealist and realized that working in the real world was a very different scenario. And I was I actually learned so much about myself during that time period. What I learned, I didn't want to work for a big company. I I lost my mother when I was 16 and I, I realized life could be really short. And so working in a big company where I couldn't be as effective didn't it wasn't enough to get the, you know, the keys, which is the, you know, pension package down the road. I didn't know if I was going to be able to afford to wait for that. So I, you know, started working at Bell. That was supposed to be the, the dream job, I guess, working in the small business market. And I really enjoyed working in the small business market at that time. But what I realized is I didn't want to work for a big company. And I thought, you know, if, if I don't know what my life looks like and I know I had confidence around selling, I could work anywhere. Right. And that's kind of what started me on my journey to becoming a small, like working in the small business market and working for women because I started working with a, a planner. Somebody told me when I took a package from Bell and left, you should talk to a planner. Is what they really? Said. That was great advice. I know. And this is back in the nineties. And I was like, a planner, what's that? Yeah, and, exactly. uh, it was super funny. Cause I, it was one of my dearest friends. In fact, when um, my mother passed away, when I was 16, I suddenly became single as a female and had to figure out a whole bunch of financial decisions on, on my own. I became an adult realistically at that point. And this friend who told me about a financial planner was somebody where we shared a bed together. Like we lived together and had one bed and, you know, just slugged things away because she had a, a really 
difficult and challenging childhood as well. Childhood, yeah. And and so anyway, all, all of this to say, um, when I heard that there was actually a job called the financial planner, um, I was like, I never heard of this before. And then I sit down with what was actually a unicorn at the time, a woman of color who is a financial advisor saying to me, you too can be somebody who has money work for you instead of money working, like you working right. for money. Yeah. And I knew nothing about such things. I just knew that for the last 10 years at that point, and I would have been 26 at the time, I'd been working really, really hard. Hard, yeah, exactly, right? I did not want to work this hard for the rest of my life. And somebody was talking to me about money working for me. This is something I wanted to lean into. So that was actually the moment I decided to become an entrepreneur because I was like, how do I do this? Because I need to figure this out for me, like right now, as soon as possible. And um, and that sort of led me into the financial industry because she said, come work with me. Isn't that amazing? You know, there's two things that I, I'm hoping that you can expand a little bit on. One is uh, the fact that, you know, things happen to us in life that really change the trajectory and focus of where we're going to go. So how interesting that's, you know, when you received a package that somebody said to you, you need to work with a financial planner. But then you mentioned something that's really interesting, and that is the unicorn that said, come and work with me. Now, I'm sure she became a mentor for you. You know, actually, she did. She started when she started when I started working with her and learning about, you know, becoming a self-employed entrepreneur or self-employed individual. um, I just I never even contemplated working for myself and, you know, building wealth for myself this way. And it was just I don't know if I would have done it if it wasn't the financial industry, because I like really what I wanted to do was learn everything I could about money and, and investments and how I could actually just get a handle on this stuff. So, yeah, she became a mentor for me for many years. And um, and then I started to realize, you know what, I because she ended up she had ended up getting pregnant with twins and had to leave the wow. industry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, during that time period, I was searching and I, I was looking for different places where I could continue to build on what I learned through her and um, came across this organization where there were a lot of people that were my age that were in the financial industry talking about planning and um, all of these different concepts that I hadn't heard about before. And all of those things helped me to um, decide to join them because they fully embraced some of the things her and I were working on and some of the things her and I were doing. And so it just expanded and expanded on planning and then I got my CFP and you know continue to build my really build my knowledge in, mm-hmm. in this industry and, and became really passionate about it started writing about finance um, my background is actually psychology and journalism so it just really helped me to do a lot of writing around finance that's how I always did things was write about it so I could understand it on a deeper level sure. and then, and then sure. share it that's what journalists do right so it really actually helped me in this industry as, as propel me in this industry and, and help me build my my brand and my identity as well. Well, you know, the fact that you're a best-selling author, and I'm going to just segue into your book because, you know, I'm going to share the title is called Single by Choice or Chance, and you co-wrote this book with Jim O'Donnell. Yes, so you're doing your and your target market is actually women and the empowerment of women. And, you know, come on, girlfriend, get get a hold of your finances and figure this out because nobody's going to do it for you. So why the why the book? How did the book come about? So the book came about because um, 
my mentor, I mean, I think one of the things like the silver linings of losing a parent, like your mother, my mother was a very central figure in my life, was that um, it forced me to seek out female mentors because I was looking for people who I could, you know, really get advice from who sure. sort of been there and done that. And, and she was absent. So it made me a lot better networker <laughs> and better, <laughs> able, better able to advocate for myself in terms of finding mentors and sponsors. So her and I, I met at a networking event many years ago and we just kept having coffee and I leaned on her for advice on different things I was doing. And she said, you know, you have a really great practice. You deal with women, you're helping women. Cause these weren't things I was really thinking about, right? As, doing a book on I just this is the stuff that I was not those were my natural markets right so she's like we're gonna do a book together <laughs> that's kind of how it happened she's like we're doing it's a book together I'm like, oh we are she goes yeah um and so she said I'm gonna do the lifestyle you're gonna do all the financials because we need books about single women on the market and uh, so we're gonna do it and the more we did it the more I realized she was right but sometimes this is why mentors are important you need yes. other people to see things in you that you don't always necessarily see in yourself because you're used to seeing yourself right right I mean one of the quotes that we use in the share your stories platform is you know may your legacy create a footprint of success for the next person who steps into your shoes that's because, right. you know, everybody starts somewhere. We all started, you know, at, at with nothing and right. try to build on our own legacy. And, you know, uh, to your point, finding someone like you who can help you with the financial aspect of life is really critical because, you know, one of the things that you and I talked about at, at, at one point was that, I, I mean, I've been an entrepreneur for a very long time, but I know I was so busy trying to do what I needed to do in my business that the financial legacy planning was not not top of mind. Paying the bills was top that, of mind. That's it. That's right? 100 correct. And, and so one of one of the reasons that we did the book at the time, and truly we didn't realize that it was so groundbreaking. But there was no other book about it about women, especially single women taking charge of their finances, as, especially, you know, as a business owner, it's very hard to even picture yourself doing these things. Because as you said, the focus is making money and paying the bills. But at some point, you're going to want that money, as my first financial planner said, to work for you, you might yeah. want to continue to work in the business, but then you have a choice. It's not all about the grind, right? And anyway, so when I when we did the book about single women, you know, we really wanted to do a book, and this is why doing a book together, where we have featured the lifestyle, because I think women find the financial industry hard to latch onto. They they find it not necessarily friendly and warm, intimidating, right? Very intimidating. Exactly. Yeah. We wanted to do a book that's that was a little more fun. Because my brand's all about fun, right? And I think there's so much about finance that that women, once they understand, it's not intimidating. You just have to to start. You just have to get involved. Um, you just have to make it a priority. That there's actually a you can you can get empowered about money. The more you understand it, it can be fun. And so the lifestyle piece was to say, here are real circumstances that women go through. Let's make let's create a mantra around it. Let's figure out. You know what do we really need to understand so we did all these different scenarios about women who are single either by chance or by choice so women could see themselves in these ladies and understand what the path is if they ended up becoming suddenly single by chance and what the implications were and so when we did the research for the book it was just astounding to me that you know the a number of women are getting divorced especially during the pandemic trish um and become single by chance 
and not realizing anything about money. And they're that the most dangerous circumstance you could be in is having someone else manage the finances and not know what's going on, not even being kept in the loop. And that happens when you become suddenly single by divorce, which again is happening a lot in the pandemic and becoming a widow, which is also yes. happening a lot. Yes, very true. Yeah, very true. You know, one of the things that you touch on, and I really love this, this particular angle is that uh, finance, we all know that money gives you a certain amount of autonomy and it gives you an opportunity to do things that you normally may or may not do. But I think we very rarely associate money and fun. <laughs> yes, yes. Right? I know it's got to change because there's too many men in this industry, but it's changing. There's more and more women coming into the industry because money can be fun and learning about money can be fun. Right. And right. Um, one of the things I love uh, doing each each Friday. So for the, the Facebook Live listeners right now, you'll see a post come out on something fun happening in finance. And one of the things we have on even our website is. Sex in the City, people who are watching that these these days, the new version, which I was a huge fan of the show um, when it was out, when it came out initially, they have, and just like that. So we, we thought we would do a fun quiz around Sex in the City and figuring out what kind of first financial personality you are based on the oh, ladies. that's cool. Because the ladies actually all have financial personalities. I've dug into this quite Quite oh, often. that's really cool. I like that. Yeah, so you got to go over to our website and check out what financial personality you are because Miranda has a personality, Charlotte does, Carrie does, and of course, Samantha, our business owner, does. And Samantha is actually a classic case of a, of a business owner who lets other people, her, her potentially her advisors, um, you know, her accountant potentially who look after her finances and not really know what's going on. Ladies, if you're a business owner out there, if you have an accountant, you don't really know what's going on in your business, take that person to lunch. Ask them what's really going on in, in, in your finances. What is your profit margin? What does it actually mean? How much income or revenue, what your expenses? You should be going through this and exercise once a year at the minimum. And right. please, please, please do not wait until tax time to have these important conversations. Well, you know, to your point, um, one of the things that I think that's really important when it comes to finances is to understand, you know, what is the age that you feel that you'd like to be semi-retired? Yes. Because I don't think that any of us are ever gonna be fully retired. I mean, no. I think our parents' generation were very lucky and blessed. And, you know, to your point, they got a job with a particular company and they stayed there for 30 years until they retired. And that doesn't happen anymore. So yeah. I think we have to make a conscious decision as to when we we're going to decide, okay, at this age, I'd like to be semi-retired. Dial it back a little bit, have the financial support to do the fun things that I'd like to do, but at the same time, still keep your hand in whatever business that you've you know dedicated your life to so that you can continue to fuel that, that energy of the financial, financial piece. Uh, so I really think that's really great advice that, you know, knowing what the financial picture is, is really part of the process. Yes. And this, and this is the only way you can do that is to know your numbers and, and have a really good handle on, you know, things like I said, like your profit margin, your expenses, because sometimes expenses in your business can kind of get out of control. Things start to creep up and you're not yeah. looking at it or paying attention. You should right. be looking at your financial statements monthly. Get a, a monthly financial statement from your bookkeeper so you can kind of see the financial health of your business on any given month 
and then make decisions accordingly based on that. Yeah. Based on that. Exactly. Yeah. You know, what's really important too, is it doesn't matter if you're just starting out and you, you know, you look at that financial statement and go, and how am I even going to pay, you know, for groceries this month? Or if you've been in business for 20 years and you're looking at that financial statement and going, wow, what, what, what happened this month? You know, exactly. it either goes up or down, right? No, exactly. But if you are starting out in your business, consider, especially after we've come out of the pandemic, having two emergency funds, a business emergency fund, when yeah, you know what your actual lifestyle costs, and if you don't, write it down. Figure it out. This is a New Year's financial resolution you could make. Uh, have a look at all of your expenses, your bank statements, your loan statements, your line of credit statements, see what you're spending personally and see what your business based on those financial statements, what that's spending and then put away anywhere from three months to six months to 12 months, whatever you can get started on, whatever you can start working toward, um, having built, building some kind of business emergency fund and personal emergency fund we know is important more important than ever. So wherever you can get started on, however much you can put aside for that is a better than nothing scenario. Well, you know, this speaks right to in, in your uh, in the guest blog, we ask every entrepreneur to share three words of advice. And you definitely live your three words of advice, which are plan your finances. And that's really what we're talking about, right? Uh, absolutely. And, and, you know, you know what, this time of the year, my big three words of advice would be just do it take action around your finances, make it a resolution for 2022 that you're going to take action, you're going to do something, don't keep it in your head. Because I know what that's like, I've been trying to, I've been struggling with my COVID weight, this is my take action thing. And, you know, it's easy to stay in bed and in my head and give nice, especially, you know, even though the gyms are open to say, yeah, I'm going to go to the gym tomorrow, and I'm going to go to the gym the next day. But guess what, if I put my running shoes in the bag and I put my gym outfit in the bag, I'm getting out of bed and going to the gym. So Very take true. action. What do you need to do to motivate yourself to take the next step? Is it well, okay? I'm gonna, I wanna, I wanna actually get a really go on a vacation in 2022 and, and that's gonna motivate me and I'm gonna put a hundred dollars away and then I'm gonna so because I want to do that, I'm gonna actually take action around creating a budget for 2022. Well, you know, and I think that's what you've, uh, the advice that you've given there is really very poignant because you need to make a plan, but you need to action the plan because a plan in your head is never going to go anywhere, right? Like you really need to plan, take the little baby steps to make that thing happen. So thank Absolutely. you so much for sharing that with us, Jackie. Not a problem. It's really been a, a real thrill to be able to have a chat with you. And I'm going to put a little challenge out there. And I'm going to ask you to come back as a returning guest in June of next year. And we're going to compare those goals. Because like all of us, we're getting ready to plan for in a totally different way than we've never done before. Yeah. So I'm going to I'm going to ask you to join me again in June of 2022, where we can sit and compare notes. You compare your goals and I'll compare mine. And we'll hold each other accountable to see whether or not we've been able to achieve those wonderful dreams for next year. I love that idea. Okay. I'm getting out my gym, my gym running shoes again tomorrow morning. <laughs> Perfect. <this>. Perfect. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us, Jackie. It really was a pleasure to have you on the show. Same here. And happy new year to all of your Facebook live guests. And to our viewing and listening audience, I really want to thank you for joining us today as we've introduced you to the person behind the logo. And if you would like to join us on our platform, just visit the website, shareyourstories.online, where we may have an opportunity to feature you and your business. Thank you.
Bye, everyone.